0: what's going on everybody thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of real estate titans i'm your host greg fowler traveling throughout the marketplace interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field essentially gathering insight inspiration really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what i'd like to consider a real estate titan now our very special guest and feature titan for today i'm super excited about this one all the way from philadelphia pennsylvania dale archdeacon dale it's an honor I'm so excited for this one, my friend.
1: I've been waiting to I've been waiting to meet you, waiting to come on this show. I'm I'm very excited to. I really appreciate you having me on, and it's a, it's an uh, I, I think that yeah, I think that what you're doing for people is fantastic. You know, spreading the love around, spreading the knowledge, and helping everybody in their businesses is, is is a really noble venture.
0: Appreciate it. It means a lot coming from you, my friend, and and I can't wait to really just kind of share you with the world and and dive deep into you, your brand, your business, and everything that you're doing uh, for the real estate industry as well. So. Without further ado, Dale, if you're good for it, let's just jump into a series of questions and knock it out. Sounds good. Okay. So let's just start with the first one, telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure.
1: So um, Dale Archdeacon. I'm the founder of Smart Inside Sales. Uh, we're a coaching and training company, and we focus on lead conversion. So sales scripting, dialogue, training, things like that. We specialize in inside sales also. ISAs is and agent training. Uh, I am an agent and I've been an agent. Um, I've sold real estate since 2006 and, uh, you know, operated as an independent agent, helped grow the number two team in the Philadelphia area at the time. uh, And now I've had my coaching. I've been, I now run my coaching and training company full time for the last four years. Wow.
0: That's fantastic. And, and, And again, going into your background of, you know, kind of look at you into the business and what was the driving force to, you know, start the the co- coaching training platform. I, I want to dive deeper into that. So sure. why real estate in the first place, Dale? And then <laughs> as, as through your life had progressed, you know, really educating and training the, the best and brightest minds in real estate. What was that like?
1: I'm going to have such an underwhelming answer to okay. <laughs> why real estate in the first place. Seriously, like it's not going to be any magic for anybody. And I'm a little bit embarrassed to say, um, I actually was working as an exhibit designer. That's what I went to college. Well, I went to college actually as an industrial designer. Okay. I went to art school, got a degree in, in design, worked mm-hmm. as a designer. And, you know, I, I discovered that uh, in that industry, and, you know, I did, what I discovered was that, no matter how much more I worked, uh, that more work didn't get me more money. It just mm-hmm. got me more work sure. and I've always been interested in real estate. I became a real estate investor in like 2004 when I had no business buying a really crappy triplex that I was smart enough to ask friends who had more experience, whether I should buy it and too stupid to take their advice when they said no. And I bought it anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, so, Uh, you know, I was always interested in real estate and, and at the time I looked around and I said, you know, these agents, they just make it look so easy. They like drive around in expensive cars, Hmm. they bullshit with some people, they sell some real estate and they make a ton of money. It's so easy. I'm going to get in and do that. I'll, I'll sell real estate half my time and then I can just be a real estate investor and buy lots of properties. Right. (laughs) Literally, this is about how smart I was. Uh, Uh, it doesn't get it doesn't get any better, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, then I got in and got my ass kicked.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the true statement though. Right. But there's so many professionals who get in and they think these exact same thoughts and and they feel the same way, but there's a, there's a harsh reality. There's a rude awakening, uh, you know, (laughs) what I like to consider into that. And there is anybody who's watching or listening knows that, uh, for sure. So with that being said, you know, really having that, uh, that, that eye-opening experience. Obviously you made it through and you know, you absolutely have made an impact on the community of real estate in the world that way and continue to. So what was that like and then what was the transition, not transition but the kind of shift into the training and coaching? Yeah,
1: so the you know the the trajectory was that I got into real estate. I'm like holy smokes this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Um I you know, and when I, as we were talking off camera, you know, mm-hmm. when things are difficult, some of us engage more, mm-hmm. some of us don't, just like with, I don't know, however green you want this interview to be, but just like with what's going on in the world now, yeah, businesses are shut down, business is tough, um, and some people are taking the t- are are activating as a result. Mm -hmm. And so when I got into real estate, it was really hard. I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I I have to, I have to keep the lights on and this is really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I had experience when I was in high school, one of my crappy (laughs) part-time jobs was working in a call center selling credit card insurance over the phone, Wow, which sucked. And at the time I had, I never like such a dead end job had no, uh, no idea that it would ever provide anything useful to me. But then when I got into real estate and it was getting my butt kicked, mm. uh, I took some training and they said, call expireds and for sale by owners. So guess what? I'm like, all right, well, I know that I can at least call people. And I started calling and setting appointments. And I eventually became one of the top expired and for sale by owner listing agents in my market. Wow! Uh, and then I was approached by another agent in my office he had a team, he had a small team and they were, they had about five agents and they were doing about a hundred transactions a year. And he came to me and he said, Hey, I just invested in this really well SEOed website. And back then it's when websites, if they had any sort of SEO, if they sure. ranked high locally, mm-hmm. basically it was just like leads were spilling out onto the floor. Absolutely. And he said, you know, my, my agents are really kind of lazy and they're just cherry picking these leads. And I know that a lot of money is being wasted. Hmm. You. You are one of the best prospectors in this market. Would you come and work the leads for me? And I said, man, I'm honored. Hmm. But frankly, I'm getting a little burned out. I want to teach other people to do what I do. So why don't we get together and build, at the time, this new concept in our industry called an inside sales department.
0: Hmm.
1: So he said, great, let's do it. So I'd love to tell you that we rode off into the sunset, but what really happened is we screwed it up a bunch, wasted a bunch of money, and then I had to go and learn from some other people who had done it better, and I came back, we perfected the model, and then we did really well.
0: Love that. And then so that transitions into, you know, a smart inside sales, right? I mean, when it comes down to that. And so what's, tell everybody a little bit about that, kind of what the progression to that is today and some detail.
1: Sure. So after screwing it up and having to learn (laughs) some very valuable lessons on how to lead and how to train people and how to manage people, Mm -hmm. uh, once getting that down, uh, we had perfected the model to where we could take a stranger off the street with no real estate experience, Mm -hmm. combine them with our training and our leads. And in their first 12 months, they could produce an additional 50 to 60 transactions for the team as an ISA. Yeah, which is is phenomenal, right? I mean, it's, you know, uh, agents would be super happy to do that half of that in their first year, right? Mm -hmm. So taking that, you know, when it was time for me to leave the company, and move on, I took all that knowledge and skill set that I had built, and I turned that into a coaching and training company, because I knew that agents and brokers across the country would want to be able to implement this in their own companies. And so Mm -hmm. that's how that's how the training company was
0: born. Wow. And, and again, the, the progression of really putting in the work, understanding the markets and, and the do's and don'ts and what wins and what loses, and then crafting that. That's the right way, Dale. And, and there's so many people that try to skip steps and, and, and really try to leap ahead. And I understand that everybody's looking for an edge. But at the end of the day, learning from people who have walked the talk, who have really understood what the value is through every single situation, and then packaging it up so somebody can consume it. That's beautiful, and again, that's what you're representing out there. So, uh, we were talking a little bit before we went live here, but you know, when we're talking about um, Conversion University and, and diving into that, I would love for you to share a little bit of that with the audience because you're speaking right to to them right now. So, could you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So, with we created Conversion University, which is we took the scripting and dialogue and training that we used for both ISAs. Well, that we used for ISAs to ramp them up quickly, to get them from zero to 120 miles an hour mm. in terms of converting leads, having conversations, setting appointments. And we realized that that same skill set is something that agents need too. Mm. So initially we were focused on ISAs, which is the name of the company, Smart Inside Sales. But we realized, one, that an ISA is only as successful as the agent they set the appointment for or the agent mm. they pass the lead to. And wow. two that agents, you know, ISAs are kind of a rarefied air, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So only only teams, large teams and agents that really have their lead gen dialed in can afford an ISA. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole world of agents out there that are working their own leads. And so this skill set, of the scripting and dialogue and a, and a different way of doing things, a different way of having conversations, mm. is something that agents needed too. We packaged that up into Conversion University, and so the you know the the um, the bones of it are that we have a twice weekly live uh, training session with a coach mm. in a group environment like this. And it's also a nine-module video training course. Okay. So we teach what we teach is a series of concepts. You know how they say, uh, if you give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. If you teach him how to fish, you'll feed him for his lifetime. So mm-hmm. instead of getting people, you know, what, what happens is in brokerages, when agents join a brokerage or uh, when they join a team, they are given a a bunch of old scripts, right? They're given a bunch of, they're given these photocopied scripts that have been around since the 70s, frankly. And that's okay, you know, as long as you're making connections, you know, you're gonna find somebody who you could say anything to and they're going to give you an appointment, right? Somebody (laughs) somebody who needs to buy or sell real estate bad enough, anything can come out of your mouth and you're probably gonna end up with an appointment. right? But if you want to actually convert more of those leads and take nurture, you know, people that aren't ready to do something yet and create a relationship with them, or you want to take someone like an expired or for sale by owner who doesn't want to talk to you Mm -hmm. and get them to turn that corner. You can't sound like the other 40 agents in your office who are reading those 1970s scripts. Mm -hmm. And so that I'm going to have to digress a little bit. Part of no, my own personal, great. my, where this comes from, part of my own personal development. When I got into training and managing and leading others, I discovered I didn't really like people. Hmm. And that was a big problem to be in a people business where you don't like people. Right. So I actually went through a lot of personal development and got my stuff straightened out to where hmm. I realized that I actually do like people. I was just afraid of how they might make me feel about myself. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So Now I like people and when you like people and you can genuinely care about them, Mm. if you create dialogue and scripts and um, conversations where the ultimate goal is being on the same side of the table with someone and not being an adversary to them, Mm. you can be present with them, you can listen to them, you can find what it is they truly want to gain or avoid and you can become that for them. And so Uh we teach people, it's way deeper than just teaching scripts, right? It's really teaching them principles about how to understand others and how to go about having a really positive, impactful conversation with them.
0: I mean, Dale, you were hitting so many different notes of importance for, you know, really taking a look and and diving deep into yourself and into your team or, or, you know, the, the, the lead quality that's there, but then also, you know, converting more. And that's what at the end of the day, everybody wants to do. Right. But uh, it's not, it's not easy. And and I guess it is easier said than done for a lot of uh, instances. And I think that a lot of people are shaking their heads. You know, proverbially saying yes. I mean, this is this is kind of what we're looking for. So, what's the best way for anybody uh, who's watching or listening to this right now to get a hold of this information, to really research and and to uh, you know to get together?
1: Sure. Uh, so, our website is smartinsidesales.com. Okay. We're also we have a Facebook group, Smart Inside Sales, uh, and I'm really easy to reach. I'm Dale at smartinsidesales.com. So it's. If Dale Archdeacon is a pretty uncommon name. If you run across anything with Dale Archdeacon on it, it's probably me. Right
0: <laughs> no, I think that 's great though, Dale, because uh, the audience always loves to to dive into the information and, and have the takeaways and but take action upon this, so um, as always everybody i 'll have links in the comments down below so that you can access that um, you know through and through so Dale, I do want to I want to shift gears and ask the next question when it comes down to it because obviously everything that you do and have done in the real estate community there 's a lot behind that there 's a lot of action there 's a lot of uh, you know motivation and, and real inspiration so I want people to hear it directly from you as to what's your why. I mean, what motivates you? What drives you? Gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? You know, I'm going to be
1: really honest with you. Sometimes I lose. I don't have a super clear why. I'll okay. be honest with you. Yeah, love it. And sometimes I lose sight of that, right? So I might, you know, I'll be, I'll be thinking, oh, I, I don't know if this business is going to work out. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to be able to grow it. But then when I get on to a training with a client and we're working on something and I make a massive impact in their business and they're like, thank you. Like now I get it. And I feel really confident and I can go out and do this. And that, that changes everything for me. And then they come back and they report it or that you listen to a recording. You're like, Oh my God, you nailed that. (laughs) That is the juice that I get out of it. Right. So although, so I guess I could say that my why is, making a massive impact in individuals' businesses. And when that happens, it gives me the
0: juice to keep doing what I do. Wow. And again, that shows, you know, obviously the success that you've had and the results that you yield is because of that deal. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's about others. And you're obviously representing that to the highest of standards. So I love the fact that you mentioned that. And, and I know that anybody out there is watching or listening is that matters. That really does matter because you care about their results and what's going on, regardless of yourself. Um, and, and I think that that's great because in that situation, everybody wins. Uh, yeah. So that, that's a really, really good representation of, of why, no doubt. So being in the position that you're in and obviously having, you know, wonderful conversations with so many amazing producers all over. Um, this next question is actually one of the crowd pleasers for the audience is learning from the Titans, how to grow, how to scale their business, you know, takeaways and tools, tactics, things that you would recommend. So Dale, if you could look back at your career, um, thus far, or anyone that you've trained and gone through to see a shift from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? What have you implemented? What What would you give to the audience that way?
1: I would say that working on my own personal development has been the absolute most impactful thing that I've ever done. Okay um, my my success and my happiness and my fulfillment has. Consistently made massive jumps every time I leveled up myself mm-hmm. in terms of my skills or my perceptions, my understanding of myself. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really that's where the biggest jumps have come. So there's okay. the there's the tactical knowledge, right? So you can you can um, I can teach you how to have a better conversation with someone
0: sure
1: right that's a tactic mm-hmm. but if you can understand why you felt you needed to have the conversation in a different way or what you're bringing to that conversation or what your emotions are around that conversation or what your purpose is in that conversation and whether it's helpful or not hmm. that's the that's the stuff that you can't measure and when you level those things up it makes you know, it's it's a an exponential return.
0: Hmm. I, I love that, and I think that there's there's so many thought processes for people out there who are are always curious as to, you know, what do I invest in or where do I spend my time? What's going on? And I love the fact that you said it really invested in your own knowledge, your own basis, because you know the best versions of ourselves can help our clients better. It can be a better husband and, and wife and father and and mother. And I, I think that at the end of the day, it starts with ourselves, and it's not selfish. It's not in a way where I'm focusing on me, but you know, for you not to be the best version of yourself, you're not doing anybody in your life any favors. So, on the
1: airplane, they tell you, put your mask on first and then help other people, right? Oh, Don't they that.
0: say that? Yes, they do.
1: Every yes. plane flight, they tell you that.
0: Well said, well said, Dale. And, and I, I, but I think that that's huge takeaways going down to it. And when you're looking at it from the standpoint, whether you're in real estate or you're just an entrepreneur or a business professional, I mean, that's true statements. I mean, I, I love the fact that you'd mentioned that. Um, Let me,
1: let me, can I give you one more thing that I've
0: discovered? Yeah, more of the merrier. Even in my
1: own business, this is what I've discovered. I work with brokerages, teams across the country, Canada, all over the place, high, low, people that are taking home 2 million bucks a year, people that are taking home a hundred thousand a year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Here's what I've discovered in anyone's business, my own included, whether you're one person or you have a hundred, you're the shortcomings in your business. Directly reflect the business owner. Hmm. Uh, so whatever is whatever is not working correctly in your business, whatever is wrong in your business, directly reflects your own personality hmm. and some some things that need to get worked
0: out for you. Right. Well, and and the fact that you'd mentioned that though, it's it's not easy for people to look themselves in the mirror and have those honest conversations, right? And say that, Hey, I really could be doing better here or here. Um, certain things get swept under the rug um, or ignored for certain periods of time, but that ends up showing the cracks in business and growth and everything around it. And I agree with that. I, I agree with that hundred um, percent, you know, when it comes down to it. And again, the importance of what you said earlier is to try to fix that. Invest in yourself to get better. If you understand that you're not perfect, no one's perfect, right? We all have issues. We all have things we can correct and adjust and be better, even if we are a top 1%. You're top 1%. There's a 1% of the 1%. There's always a way to get better. Um, And again, that's a reflection on everybody around us, not just ourselves and our families and our communities, but our teams and the whole nine. So Uh, but that's, that's very insightful, Dale. That's very insightful. I I love the fact that you mentioned that all the way through and through, um, any other thoughts or anything? I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off on that. No, no. I think that's,
1: I think that's good. I was just going to say that also that, uh, some of the, some of those, some of the 1%, like a lot of the 1% when you, when you work with them, what you discover is they, they have messes too. They -hmm. actually have a lot more messes than anybody does, but they also, they just get more things right. They just it's more all the way around, mm-hmm. so you see more successes, but I promise you there's a lot more messes behind that.
0: Hmm. This, is, this is brilliant. I mean, we're, we're just scratching the surface here, everybody. Dale, I'm so glad that you're on this show. Uh, so let's go into the next particular question. Now, this one's always the tricky time of the interview in the series. It's the challenge question. So I lead into it with every Titan this way, Dale. It's We all have struggles, we all have personal and professional struggles and challenges we deal with, whether it's in the past, we're dealing with it now, or into the future. Um, no one's exempt. But at the end of the day, it's what we learn and what we can share and grow from that I feel truly matters. And, and even with a time like we're all dealing with right now, we're all dealing with, with uh, differences, right? Things that are happening around us that we've never experienced before. Um, but there's always some silver lining that's attached. Or, or if you look deep enough or you have that thought process, there should be. Um, so if you're comfortable sharing a challenge or two that you dealt with personally and professionally, Dale, that you overcame, what's that look like for you? Yeah,
1: I mean the, the first one is just when I got into selling real estate, and I didn't have a sphere of influence. Okay. Uh, and I didn't really like I wasn't a people person, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to be like dropping by people's houses and and giving them pies, right? Uh, you know, like
0: that <laughs> not was, your style to start off was, with, right? <laughs> no,
1: that would have been so inauthentic if I had tried to do that. The pie would have probably tasted terrible. Um, <laughs> That's great. So overcoming that continuing to stick with it continuing to grind i mean there were a lot of years where money was very thin it was very tight it was very difficult to do and i just kept going mm-hmm. um so that overcoming that personal issue there and then when wow. starting my coaching company i'm not i'm not a very um i'm kind of humble actually mm-hmm. uh i know you can't tell by my hair but
0: uh, don't i don't say that don't <laughs> i am
1: <laughs> I'm actually not a look at me usually kind of person. And so to believe that I could go out there and I could bring value before people started telling me that I was bringing value or that they valued it Mm -hmm. and having that self-confidence was difficult. It was difficult. I had to, I had to create that. Right. And, and I struggled with it a lot, honestly.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know, Dale, when you're talking about those things, I mean, Again, as you mentioned earlier, the one percent of the one percent, and there's there's a lot of messes that are happening, but there's a lot of successes. But you, going to the thought process of you know, even when things were thin um, and difficult, you kept moving forward. You didn't let that deter you enough to stop. And, and I think yeah. that that's the thing. It, it's upsetting, and it is it is deterring. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think it, it's that it's that kind of adage that, that everybody's seen probably a million times where there's two prospectors and they're, they're digging for diamonds or gold and there's one on each side and one is digging on the wall here and they're just that close and there's a an entire wall of diamonds or gold right there, just a couple whacks away. And the other guy on the other side, he finds one sooner. The guy drops and stops, but you just, you're right there. I mean, so many different times. And I know that's kind of uh, corny or cheesy into that motivational portion, but th- there's so much truth to that. I mean, it, it, there's not always going to be a wall of diamonds or gold, you know, and there's going to be a lot of failure and, and a lot of rejection before you get to that point. But how do you learn? How do you grow? How do you speed that up? And, and to me, it's learning from people such as yourself, right? When it comes down to it, people who have walked the talk, they've been through there, they've made the mistakes, they, f- they fell forward and kept moving. And you know, there, there's a way to accelerate that, but at the end of the day, no matter how many podcasts you listen to, like this, or books you read, or or any kind of programs that you take, the action is the most important thing. I mean, you just got to take the action, right? Because it's yeah. not going to happen on its own. Um, I, I'm
1: a, I'm a perfectionist. That's one of the problems, right? So my okay. personality style is DC, which okay. means I want it done now, but it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's really difficult to do. <sighs> you know to I mean? <laughs> very tough. Oh, it's man. very like frustrating. Um, and so something that I've learned and, and continued to try to implement and, and been shifting my mindset over time is just do it. Even if it's like give myself permission to do it even if it's not going to be great or perfect. Even give myself permission to do it poorly. Okay. Just do it. So some of the most successful people that I know, Mm -hmm. they will just run headlong into something and they don't care what gets, how many eggs get broken to make that omelet because at the end of the day, they have an omelet. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And you know who they are. Like I can think of several top producing like, Industry leaders who are personal friends of mine, and they are bulls in a China shop when it comes to getting stuff done. Like, right. They don't care. They're just going to smash it up and they're going to get to where they want to get to. And they get there fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm slow, right? I'm that slow guy who's like being overly cautious. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, something that I've slowly changed over time for myself.
0: Hmm. Uh, but that's uh, that—that's true insight from so many different professionals, yourself included. And I, I feel that I'm very similar to what you just mentioned. Uh, I, I try to be a little bit more calculated. I take a little bit more time than I know I should. And and the best of the best—they—they they make quick decisions. They're able to position and, and reposition very quickly. Um, you know, they and do
1: break things and they do yeah. lose money. Yeah, uh, and no things doubt. go wrong and tears fly. Um, but you know, at the uh, you know it, the sum of it is you see them where they are, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say that there's messes, there's a lot of messes. Right. <laughs> so it depends on what you want. However, you know, the other thing I want to point out, yeah. people listening to these podcasts, and I used to be one of them, right? I used mm-hmm. to think that I wanted all the money in the world and I wanted all the business in the world. Do you know what I, you know what's crazy hmm. is I discovered that my money set point is actually not that high. Right. When I, when I became successful enough that and I'm just being frank, yeah. when, when I got to my money, I, I kinda got to my money set point to where mm-hmm. it lost motivation for me. Interesting. If that makes sense. Yeah, right? it, does. I, it does. I'm not as money motivated as I thought I was. Hmm. And, and then when that happens, like you have to figure out like, why am I getting out of bed? Mm-hmm. Like why am, I, why am I going to do this? Sure. And when I talked about getting the juice out of really making an impact for people, mm-hmm. When I'm in that zone, when I'm in that space, when I'm working with someone and, and it connects and it clicks and they get a transformation, they get help, it, you know, they get happy, they're excited, uh, they, they tell you that it's made a massive impact, hmm. that in that moment is unrelated to money. Wow. Yeah. So if you can find that in your business, I promise you, if you can find that in your business, you will always have more money than you need.
0: I, the fact that you had mentioned that, I think is crucially important for everybody to, to see and or hear. Uh, when you're looking at it from that standpoint, when, when the money isn't the motivator anymore, because it starts, in, in all real reality, we have to support our families and our livelihoods and you know, pay bills, put food on the table. Uh, but when you get past that point, as you are, and so many other top professionals and future titans on the series are um you know it comes down to that why and you would say to that earlier as you mentioned i mean it's not about that it's about you here's here's the, i guess the uh, not funny haha but here's the funny thing about it is when you stop caring about that and you do the right things the right way and not just about ourselves and the money more money comes in and that's not the reason why it does do, it does yeah. and i want to
1: sp- i want to speak to that person who's like yeah that all sounds great uh, <laughs> but <laughs> right. like i'm not exactly sure i'm going to pay rent this month listen okay. i, I under- i've been there I've been there. And for that person, the money absolutely is the most important thing now. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to say, suggest that it's not. And I'm not right. trying to suggest that uh, it shouldn't be a struggle. It is, and yep. it's real, and you need to be focused on it. Mm-hmm. However, in the course of getting it, if you can focus on what gives you the juice, because what the people that you're working with, the leads you're talking to the clients that you're working with, what they ultimately care about is themselves. Hmm. If you can remember, even though I know if it's tough to make the rent payment or whatever it is, or your $30,000 in credit card debt, if you can still remember that what those people ultimately want, no matter where you're at, what hmm. they want is to get massive value and have somebody care about them. As long as you can keep that in there, it's going to help you, it's going to help you do a much better job, get more referrals, and advance your business faster. I didn't operate that way before. Hmm. Back when I was struggling, it was all about money, it was about me, and I needed money, and I didn't actually care about the person on the other side. I say that, but at its core, I did get down to actually caring. Sure. It, it took a lot for me to get there, like I had to have a personal relationship with them, but I did get lost for a little while in the, I got to feed myself. So I'm just saying, don't forget mm-hmm. that part.
0: Uh, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that Dale. And I think that's a part of evolution, right? That's a part of all of us growing and changing. And, um, you know, it's easy for people who have already been past that threshold, as you said, to, to have these conversations. And it's not easy for somebody who's struggling. Uh, but for me, and I've had so many different conversations, you know, with some of the greatest minds in the real estate world, uh, you know, When it comes down to that, real estate is not a new industry. It's a proven process. It, it's it's right. a necessity into the fact that people need shelter. And so if you put the right effort and the continued amount of effort and, and the right guidance through that, you will see success. You just got to hang on. You got to get through it, whatever that is. And, and even when you get to that point, there's different challenges, right? You're dealing with challenges right now that you weren't dealing with 10 years ago. No. You're a different person now. (laughs) I need more coaches. I need more coaches who can teach at a high level. That's what Uh, I need. There you go. There you go. Reach out to Dale just in case you're listening and watching. But, you know, Dale, but that's so true though, right? So there's always struggle and there's always success in every phase, in every stage. But, you know, to certain instances, I think that true professionals understand that eventually, eventually, eventually. You get paid more than you do in certain instances, as long as you put enough effort into it. You're front-loading. You're adding that value. I love everything you're saying and more, and I know that everybody's like, wow, want, this is incredible. I want to hang out with you all the time. I do. This is great, man. Uh, I, I want to shift gears, though, to this particular question, and we, we we're kind of chatting a little bit about it, but I want to dive deeper into it. This is the travel back in time portion. So when we're talking about this, this is not designed to for you to go back and uh, change any particular one thing that you did or anything along those lines, because everything you went through positively and negatively, Dale, made you who you were. Right. So we're not mm-hmm. looking at it from that way, but if you did have a time machine and you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any time timeframe, any age range, what would you say to your younger self?
1: <laughs> First of all, I would catch me in college and I would say just drop out and get your real estate license okay. now. <laughs> That's one. That's great. Uh, well, Other actually, way. no, no, I wouldn't do that okay. because completing that for me was important to complete something, right? Okay. Yes. And it took a lot. I had to, p- I put myself through college. I worked my way through college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so achieving that was important. Correct. However, I would catch myself on graduation day and be like, don't bother applying for those jobs. Go get a real estate license right now. Wow. Um, so yeah. that's what I would tell myself one, two. Uh, I would then hand myself the book, how to win friends and influence people. And I would okay. say, you're going to think this is a bunch of crap, figure this out because the faster you do, this is your ticket to success.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, I, I think that's great. Uh, you know, going back into it and, and anybody who's watching or listening now, that's why I really love this question. Cause you can't go back. Right, Dale. I mean, what you did is what you did. You don't have a time machine, at least that I know of.
1: And I don't know if I would have listened to me anyway, frankly.
0: Mo- we've i have already established I don't listen, listen that good. <laughs> most of us wouldn't, right? But I, I think that when you're looking at it, we can apply that information today. So anybody who's watching or listening can, can really take that advice Dale and use it now. And I think that it's never too late, right? There, there's, there's never a perfect time uh, to do anything uh, no matter how much planning or detail is there, but, but taking the, the opportunity and seizing it is important. So I, I love the fact that you mentioned that as far as, Um, you know, that book, I mean, that is a, that book has been read and reread and shared in so many places. and, And what, what an incredible thing for people to learn earlier, just to be a person, just to communicate, to understand and, and, and really be there for the right intentions. I, that, that book, everyone, I don't care what business or what career path you're in. I, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm a fan. I really am. I think that's that's fantastic. And going into books, because this is the next question of the feeding of the mind portion. So uh, you jump the gun, but this is good because more content, the better, Dale. <laughs> well, I'm going to
1: share something that's not a book uh, uh, after you get done introing this. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. So, so books, podcasts, influencers, people want to know how the Titans are feeding their mind. So Dale, how are you growing? How are you feeding your mind?
1: Sure. Well, currently I'm studying uh copywriting okay. uh, for sales, right? Uh which is shockingly similar to what we teach in languaging and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh the concepts that I'm learning for copywriting, I'm like, wow, that's like a concept that we teach in sales. I didn't mm-hmm. know that uh it's a concept that is a standard in copywriting, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. Uh and then, you know, I, I mentioned some friends like Josh Smith. Uh, who is, has GSD mode. He's an inspiring guy. Yeah. You know, I, I like seeing these other high energy people cause I'm not exactly high energy <laughs> and you know, I so like your energy, five... Dale,
0: your energy. Thank dead, you. Your Thank dead.
1: you. I'm, I'm kind of a low and slow kind of person, you know? And so I like following these guys, like my friend, Greg Harrelson, uh, they're high energy guys. They're hard charging guys. And you know, I live, I live vicariously through them because I'm not going to do that. Sure. Um, <laughs> So I like that stuff, but I did want to share. So you mentioned books and feeding of mm-hmm. the mind. I, I want to say this and I don't get anything out of this. I just want to share this. Mm-hmm. One of the most impactful personal development things that I've ever done myself is going to landmark, okay. uh, Landmarkworldwide.com and mm-hmm. doing, uh, a personal development seminar called the, the forum. Interesting. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of it or not. No, um, not. it is it is by far and away the most impactful thing that I've ever done in my personal life and in my business life.
0: Wow. Incredible. And and so what, without giving everything away, because I would love for everybody to go there and actually do that themselves. I mean, what, what big takeaways was there, Dale? I mean, what, what, what's something that really stood out after you did that to you that really, you know, how about this? Because I, it would be, I don't want to talk about what,
1: what, you know, things we, we learned. Sure, sure, sure. Because I will not be able to give it its justice if I do. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) So why don't I just talk about the impacts that it's had in my life and my business? Love it. Love it. I am as a result of having, I went through the full curriculum. Mm -hmm. As a result of having done it, I am vastly more confident in my Mm -hmm. business. I am more comfortable in my own skin, I, am, I communicate much better with spouse, children, hmm. uh, clients, friends, neighbors. Uh, I understand people way more than I did before. Wow. Uh, and I'm generally happier.
0: Hmm. It sounds like everybody I, really needs to do it, period. Uh, <laughs> so. I think so. Okay. I
1: would, uh, that would be the first thing I would tell anybody to do if wow. they haven't done it already.
0: Okay. Incredible. And you had mentioned some, you know, wonderful uh, professionals, podcasts, things like that. And and again, I'm going to have everything in the links in the comments down below so everybody can feed their mind and and, and try to really follow and understand the same way that you've done Dale. So this has been um, absolutely incredible, chock full of really, really fantastic takeaways, anything that people can implement into the real estate world and business. But if you're an entrepreneur anything goes along those lines, it's been great. I want to finish everything up with a final question. And this one ends up being the quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional, what's that look like for you, Dale?
1: Sure. Um, one of my, you know, one of my core principles is the quote from Henry Ford, which is whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Um, and I want to point out it's, especially for somebody like me, it's easy to believe that I can't, Hmm. and I would be right if I believed that. Wow. For me, I have I remember that quote, and I focus on reminding myself that the other half is: if you believe you can, you're right. Right, mm-hmm. which yeah. means, hey, if you believe you can, then you can. So move forward that way.
0: Hmm. I I think that's beautiful, and, and again, it uh, it sums you up. Really well uh, when it comes down to that, especially that explanation, and you—you really feel the sincerity and the humility that comes out of you. And and besides the joke that you said about your hair, which I think your hair is (laughs) fantastic—you have a good head of hair, my friend. So, but it it, it truly shows you as a man and a pro, and and I love that. And I think that you're really impacting the communities in such a wonderful way. And and obviously, uh, you know, you've really blessed us here in the audience of Real Estate Titan Nation to really just be on the show and share that story with everybody, else. So I have to say, you are an official Real Estate Titan, my friend. So you're dubbed. Uh, nice. That way it is official. Do I get a uh,
1: belt or a shirt or a, you know, a, a they're, hoodie? They're, I think I,
0: I think there's trophies. I think there's trophies nice. coming along. I, <laughs> and I
1: have a badge that says Real Estate <laughs> Titan, Dale. We,
0: we, we have hats. We have hats. There, there, there's, there's hats. Nice. All kinds. I like it. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's funny. Uh, who uh, It was uh, several Titans ago. Gosh, this was probably episode 100 and some odd. And uh, he was joking about that. He had a little uh, participation trophy. And he said, how come you're not <laughs> handing these out? I said, you know, I need to figure this out. But but uh, you know, Dale, it's just. Been... I need a little lion,
1: a little gold line. I'll put it on the. I'll put it on the shelves back there.
0: Oh, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy, my friend. But uh, yeah, gosh, I just can't thank you enough. I know that uh, you know there's so many things that are going on right now. The fact that you took the time is just a fantastic, Dale. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, everybody out there, thank you so much for your time, attention, your love and support. As always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, different time and different location. Um, I need to give our our sponsor a quick shout out, uh, Lion Bolt Media. If you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally to the highest of highs, please take a look at Uh We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Dale. Thank you.